Welcome to Earth's Great History, a podcast dedicated to the history of our magnificent world. I am your host, Jason Taylor, a student of Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome back to the podcast. Last episode, I discussed the rise and fall of Nazi Germany and how the Nazis fell. Our second episode, I will be discussing the Beaver Wars. Now, some of you may be thinking, Jason, you seem to be obsessed with wars. I will say, yes, wars are very interesting to me, particularly when it comes to history. Now, the Beaver Wars are especially interesting to me because these wars were fought on North America entirely in what is the modern-day United States and Canada. However, these wars were fought a couple centuries before either country existed. Now, contrary to the title of the war, the war was not fought against beavers. The war was fought primarily between the Iroquois, who were supported by the English and the Dutch, and numerous other First Nations tribes like the Huron, Algonquin, and Ojibwe, to name a few, who were supported by the French. Now, conflicts between the numerous First Nations tribes were all that uncommon, even before the Europeans arrived. But this was almost like a proxy war between England and France, as both countries were seeking domination of the North American continent, a result that wasn't decided until the mid-1700s. While the Spanish were the first to reach North America in 1492, the French arrived in modern-day Canada and the United States in the early 1500s. However, both the French and English officially started colonies in the early 1600s, with the English establishing Jamestown in Virginia in 1607. The French established their first colony, Port Royal, in 1603. The Beaver Wars were thought to have started around 1640, a few decades after the French and English both colonized the continent. The Beaver Wars, in a way, remind me of the Vietnam War in that the war was primarily fought between the First Nations tribes, but were also supported by the two main European rivals, England and France. The same thing happened in Vietnam in that the war was primarily fought among the Vietnamese people and other Asian demographics as well, but were supported by the two biggest superpower rivals in the world, the Soviet Union and the United States. The reason why the Beaver Wars was named as such was because of the very important beaver furs that Europeans relied on for trade with the indigenous people. Because the beavers in Europe were either extinct or incredibly endangered, North America became a huge market for these furs and saw huge economic success for the English and French in terms of power. The Iroquois, consisting of five different tribes, the Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Cayuga, and Seneca, were seeking to expand their territory and to monopolize trade with the Europeans in the fur trade, aiming to become the dominant group of First Nations in North America. The Iroquois would trade the furs in exchange for weapons from the English and Dutch, such as guns and metal tools that were more efficient and powerful compared to the bows and arrows that they had used before. This led to hostility to emerge between the tribes that existed in the area, as the Iroquois were now equipped with real weapons. One important question regarding the Beaver Wars is, why did the Europeans choose sides between the natives? One reason was because the Europeans, especially England and France, wanted to side with the tribes so that they would be an influence on the tribe and wanted their tribes to dominate a certain area so that this would help either power gain territory and eventually dominance over the continent. 
Another reason why Europeans would side with the tribes would be because the more a tribe dominated an area, the more resources the tribe had access to, which meant that the either power could trade even more with these tribes and thus improve their economic power over the other power, which meant that either power could expand faster with increased trade. With the Iroquois establishing a trading relationship with the British and Dutch, the rivals of the tribe decided to establish trading relationships with the French, which would not only make the Iroquois tense, but the British as well, as Britain and France had a rivalry dating back a few centuries. In 1628, the Iroquois began their campaign. They had pushed the Mohicans further east. In the 1630s, they attacked the Algonquins near what is modern-day Ottawa. By the 1640s, the Iroquois had begun attacking French settlements and attacking nearby Algonquin settlements in the St. Lawrence Valley. The Iroquois were on a mission. The French decided to arm their allies, particularly the Algonquin. However, Jesuits convinced the French to only arm the Christian converts, which was less than the French had wanted. This rapid warfare from the Iroquois was an effect of the near disappearance of the beaver in the Hudson Valley, and because the Iroquois needed the fur trade to maintain a good relationship with Britain, they started pushing towards other areas, particularly northward. The course of the war could have ended much earlier than it did. In 1645, the French proposed a treaty negotiation with their allies and the Iroquois. The Iroquois and French had agreed with the treaty initially, and the Iroquois were even granted trading rights in New France. But when the French rejected a trade with the Iroquois for beaver furs, the Iroquois resumed the war as part of their outrage. The Huron tried to split the Iroquois Confederacy by negotiating peace deals with the two of the member tribes, the Onondaga and Cayuga. However, this plan was intercepted and foiled. The Iroquois began to attack the French in 1650 and even attacked Montreal after a failed peace treaty. The range of territory that the Iroquois controlled ranged from modern-day Virginia to the St. Lawrence Valley in Quebec. At this point, the Iroquois had either attacked or defeated the Wendat, Nipissing, Petun, Mohicans, Sokiki, and the Abenaki. For those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to Earth's Great History, a history podcast hosted by Jason Taylor of Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta. As dominant as the Iroquois seemed, they suffered heavy losses on their side as well, as their own fair share of invasions against them by the French and their allies. Crops were destroyed, homes were destroyed, leaving people homeless and starving. The First Nations tribes, or Native Americans as Americans call indigenous people, to me are some of the most interesting peoples on the planet. Where I live, and where my university is located, was once Blackfoot land, a tribe that once dominated Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Montana, prior to Europeans reaching these areas. I chose the Beaver Wars to discuss because I feel like most Canadians and Americans don't know enough about the history of the indigenous peoples of our great countries, and this was a conflict that is relatively unknown to most people, unless you know your history. The histories of Canada and the United States prior to both countries existing is also pretty interesting, and goes back a long time. The Iroquois tribes have been in what is New York State for around 4,000 years, and the Iroquois Confederacy was thought to have formed around 1450, well before the arrival of the French and British. The tables began to turn in the war in the 1660s, as troops from France were sent to North America to help in the war. 
the French would invade the Iroquois homeland in January 1666 and took the chief captive. The French would invade again in September but couldn't find any Iroquois army, so they resorted to burning the crops, leading to the starvation of many Iroquois people in the area. At this point, the Iroquois were desperate for peace. The loss of crops from the French caused a winter famine to occur and weakened many of the encampments where the Iroquois lived. However, the French stayed wary of the Iroquois as the Iroquois had broken the peace once before. The French were more armed than they were before, as nearly every male between the ages of 16 and 65 was equipped with a musket and ammunition and conscripted for military service. Peace would last for around 16 years before the war resumed in 1683. However, it was the French that started the hostilities again. Louis Dubois, governor general of New France, wanted to increase his fortune and started pursuing the western fur trade with aggressiveness. This new war would last for 10 years with many casualties on both sides. One French militia dressed like the Algonquins, who were their allies and started to model their warfare after their indigenous allies. Almost like the guerrilla warfare of its time, where the French would march silently through the forest and then suddenly and violently attack the Iroquois encampments. Even though the Iroquois had used this tactic previously, but they were not expecting the French to use it as well. One of the most infamous events in the Beaver Wars was the Lachine Massacre. This event took place on the 5th of August, 1689, in Lachine, New France. 1,500 Mohawk warriors attacked the small French settlement in retaliation to the many French invasions in the previous few years. The attack took place while the people of Lachine were sleeping. The Mohawk, who were a tribe of the Iroquois, broke into houses, dragged the inhabitants out, and killed many of them. War would continue for over a decade, and at this time, another war between the British and French had sprung up, the King William's War. The French and their allies had begun to raid territory in New York, New Hampshire, and Maine, raiding English villages and Iroquois settlements, either massacring the citizens or kidnapping them. The Iroquois and English had planned to retaliate, but the plan never worked out. England and France signed a peace treaty at the Treaty of Ryswick. However, the Iroquois never signed a peace treaty either, effectively continuing the war. With the emergence of the 13 colonies in the south, the Iroquois realized that the 13 colonies were now their biggest threat, and no longer the French. The provinces of Pennsylvania and New York were a big cause for concern for the Iroquois, as they were expanding at a fast rate. The stance on the Iroquois changed for the French as well, as the two had battled each other over the last five to six decades, with lots of casualties on both sides. In an effort to try and monopolize the fur trade in the north, the French decided that befriending the Iroquois was their best option. However, the 13 colonies were trying anything they could do to prevent it. However, the French and Iroquois had agreed that a treaty was needed. The Great Peace of Montreal was signed on the 4th of August, 1701, nearly 12 years to the day after the infamous Lachine Massacre. The treaty was signed by New France and 39 different tribes of North America and effectively ended the Beaver Wars for good. This event would go down as one of the most significant events in pre-Confederation Canadian history and would mark an end to a long and bloody war. The years, decades, and centuries after the Beaver War for the indigenous tribes of North America were tough and unforgiving. 
With the European takeover of the continent, the indigenous peoples saw their land and their livelihoods taken away. The United States and Canada both had programs that aimed to assimilate the indigenous into the European way of life, effectively trying to eradicate their culture. The indigenous peoples were pushed out of their land, forced into schools that aimed to make their children forget their real livelihood, and reservations fell into horrific disarray. However, while the last few centuries have been hard for these people, most of the indigenous groups that were here in the 15th and 16th centuries when the first Europeans arrived are still here. Traditions and beliefs are still passed from one generation to the next. While indigenous issues still need to be addressed in both Canada and the United States, these people have helped shape the countries that they are today. Without the indigenous peoples, Canada and the United States would be totally different countries. To recap, today I discussed the Beaver Wars that took place throughout a good chunk of the 17th century in eastern Canada and the United States. This war had a lasting impact on the continent and the indigenous peoples of the North American continent. The Beaver Wars were truly one of the bloodiest wars fought on the continent. The sad thing about the First Nations of Canada and the United States is that they have went from living in peace and harmony to having a foreign culture come to their land and take it for their own. But they are not alone, as indigenous peoples in South America, Oceania, Asia, and Africa have also gone through the same thing. It is time that we make ourselves aware of the treatment that these people endured and educate ourselves on how important these people are to our respective countries. I, as a Canadian, would like to express my sincerest gratitude and appreciation for the First Nations peoples of Canada, as this country wouldn't exist if it weren't for the Indigenous. As for today, that will conclude the podcast episode for today's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode, where I will be interviewing a good friend of mine who is studying to become a history teacher. I hope you have learned a little more about Indigenous culture in Canada and the United States and the treatment that they have endured throughout the last couple centuries. As for this episode, I would like to thank you for listening to today's episode of Earth's Great History. I hope that you have learned a little more about our world's history today. Stay tuned for the next episode. As for now, until next time, God bless.